This is Church Alive's Teaching of the Week. For additional teachings or information about the church, visit us online at churchalive.net. Are you all ready to get into the Word today? Isn't God good? Come on. So I'm just excited about today. Listen, we're starting a new series today. We're going to go five weeks with it. Uh, We're calling it Planted, as we've talked about. And I want you to go ahead and go to Psalms 92 this morning in your Word. But we're going to talk about uh, being planted for the next five weeks. And I want to say to you as your pastor, it's important that you're here the next five weeks. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's important that you're here. It's important that you're here. Listen, I'm going to say this to you today. If you listen to what I say and if you apply what I say, you're going to look back and you're going to say, you know what? Some things started to change in my life. I can say this with confidence. If you truly apply what we're talking about here uh, today, if you start, you're going to see changes in your life. And if you feel like I'm picking on you, I'm not picking on anybody. If I were to be honest with you, there are pastors that get together on a regular basis and we talk about some of these kind of things. And every church deals with this. A lot of times people aren't really planted in the church. And so this applies to every church across America, all right? So don't feel like I'm singling you out. But the fact is, is we're going to get in Psalms 92 today. We're going to also go to Jeremiah. The word is truth. Amen? Amen. And whatever the word says, God really wants to do that in your life. And so we're going to read what Psalms 92 says today, but I'm going to start off by saying this today, just a quick statement. God's highest calling for you, for everyone in this room, is not just to go to church, to be in a building. That's not what it's about. People say all the time, yeah, we go to church. And they feel like, well, we've done what we're supposed to do. There's more to it than just going to church. Can somebody say amen to that? We need to be conformed to the image of Christ. I love Romans 8, 29. This is just a scripture that always just hangs with me. I mean, Romans 8, my word, is just so good. But it talks about we're predestined to be in the image of the Son, Jesus. And I always follow it up by saying this. It's up to you and I as to how long that's going to take. Are you looking a little bit more like Jesus than you did yesterday, than you did last year? If not, then we got to work on things. You know, the thing is, we need to be conformed to the image of Christ, to be more like him, not just to go to church, but to be planted in the house of God with other believers, to be the church, to be the church, a light literally shining in a dark world. It's dark right now in our world. Y'all know that? My word is dark out there, and we need to be making a difference in the lives of others as well. And so rather than just going to church, it's time that we're all planted. Everybody say planted. Planted. So Psalms 92, starting in verse 12 today, it says, the righteous will flourish. Everyone say flourish. flourish. Flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Now let's stop right there. They'll grow like a cedar of Lebanon. It mentions palm trees and it mentions cedars. First of all, let's talk about the word flourishing even before we get into the trees. Flourishing is not necessarily a word that a lot of guys use. Like whenever I go up to Ronnie Clyburn, I don't be like, Ronnie, how are you? He's like, I'm just flourishing. I don't really know what to say about that. Reading it in scripture, flourishing means thriving. It means prospering. It means growing. It means advancing. It's a positive word, right? Flourishing is a good thing. Then when you look at the two different trees that mentioned, cedar trees were known for durability, for obviously a wonderful smell. If you remember, Solomon built the temple out of cedar. It was built to last. And then palm branches, they're associated with victory and triumph. 
the triumphant entry of Jesus. Remember, palm branches were involved in that as well. In the Corinthian Olympic Games, the palm branch was given to the victor. We're to be victorious as believers. We're supposed to be. But here's something great about these two trees that this scripture happens to mention. These two trees grow all year long. They're never like dormant, I think is the word. It's just continuous life all year long with these trees. And we want to be flourishing, amen? I want to flourish. I want to live a life that's blessed, that's prosperous, that's growing, that's fulfilled. I want to live with purpose. Anybody else? I want to live with purpose. So, so back to our scripture, Psalms 92, we'll start at verse 12 again. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. Did we all get that? Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. Come on, somebody. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock. He is my rock. Planted in the house of the Lord, it tells us. They'll grow. They're going to become spiritually stronger. Now let's take that second half right there. They will still bear fruit in old age. Come on. There are some people, I may be related to some, that feel like I'm too old. I can't make a difference. That's not what the word tells you. You can make a difference. You can produce fruit. No matter how old you are, whether you're 10 or whether you're 100, you can lead somebody to the Lord. You can tell them about what God's done in your life. You can produce fruit in your age, no matter if it's old or young. It says you'll stay fresh and green whenever you're planted in the house of God. Let me just stay on that subject just for another minute. I've heard some people say, I've done my time whenever it comes to ministry in the church. Listen, you act like you had to do a nickel up at parchment or something. It wasn't prison time you did. It was ministry time for Pete's sakes. Come on now. Y'all like my prison slang nickel. You aren't doing prison time. You were doing ministry. You should look forward to doing ministry. Doesn't it make you feel good whenever you impart into somebody's life and they're better because of it? Whenever you share the Lord with them? You can still make a difference, amen? Yeah, it means you'll never age out. Age doesn't keep you from being planted or making a difference in Jesus' name. So back to flourishing. Let me say this. A lot of people don't experience that in their lives. Some would say their situation is totally different. So for instance, rather than flourishing spiritually, they're spiritually dry. Rather than thriving emotionally, they're emotionally withering all over the place. Rather than connected relationally, they're relationally barren. Rather than prospering financially, there's financial stress. Rather than being fulfilled or living with a purpose, they're trying to find something that's going to fill what they're missing. They don't really know why they get up in the morning. Which one are you going to be? Do you want to be flourishing or do you want to be the other? That's my question for you today. But those who are planted, it says, will flourish. Let me mention something about that whole purpose and and fulfilled thing. God has a purpose for every life in here. Every one of us is supposed to make a difference in the lives of somebody else. Every one of us. And you've heard us say this. This is one of these things that I bring up on a regular basis. 
you can either live or you can exist. Because understand, there are people that are just truly existing, that are just going through the motions, waiting for their ticket to be pulled, man. And it's up to you. Are you going to live life with purpose to get up in the morning and say, you know what, today I'm making a difference? Or are you just going to be like, well, whatever, I'm just riding this thing until it comes to an end. We all need to live with purpose. And that doesn't mean that every one of us is going to be behind the pulpit, right? God's given every one of you gifts, and we're going to talk about that in this series, but that we use those the way he intended for us to use them, amen? First thing I want you to get today is we need to realize that our life is a seed. Our life is a seed. Now, a seed has potential, potential to grow, potential to multiply, potential to thrive, and a potential to produce fruit. But also, a seed can be unfruitful. It can lie dormant, it can be unproductive, it can be barren and dissatisfied as well. And it's truly up to us how we'll end up. And some truth is, a seed can only grow if it's planted. You gotta be planted if you want to see that seed grow. Those who are planted flourish. Jesus talks about a sower or a farmer in Matthew 13. Um, if you wanna flip there, that's fine. If not, we've got it on the screen. But starting in verse three, it says, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a path and birds came and ate them. You see, because the seed could never take root in the soil, it never reached its potential. Some have potential, but never go anywhere because they're truly not planted. I want to go ahead and just stop just for a minute. We've seen over the years, y'all know this, for, for 21 years, I was a pastor's kid before I ever went into this role. Before that, we were part of a good-sized church in Florida. I've been in church my whole life, just like many of you have. But we've seen a lot of people with a whole lot of potential that God really could have just used them like crazy that had a problem with getting their roots deep and getting planted into the local church. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, we've seen them. Verse five, other seeds fell on shallow soil and underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Some start to grow, and then they just fade away. Verse seven, other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants that choked out the tender plants. Jesus says that the worries and the concerns of life choked it out. That it choked it out. Some began to thrive spiritually, but, but guess what happens? The, the worry, the bills, the cares of this world, travel ball teams, trying to keep up with the Joneses, and man, we need a boat, and man, we need to have that boat in the water every time we can, and that boat can only be in the water on the weekends based on work. You see, all these other things ends up choking it out as a result. Y'all don't shout me down today. But those cares of the world, it'll choke out the spiritual growth. Verse eight, still other seeds fell on fertile soil. Everybody say fertile. Fertile, they produced a crop that was 30, 60, even 100 times as much had been planted. As much had been planted. What flourishes seed that falls in good soil that gets planted, amen? Those planted in the house of the Lord. And then I love this. Jesus gets real here with the last part of this voice. If you have a set of ears on your head, you need to listen to what I'm saying. That's what he was saying. So the first thing is, is our life is a seed. 
Second thing is, going to church isn't the same as being planted. Amen. You know, sometimes people will be like, hey, are we going to go to church today? You shouldn't have to ask. Let me go ahead and just give you a truth real quick. God's church isn't just a part of our lives. Listen to me now. It is our lives. God's church is our lives. Has anybody ever woke up in the morning and said, are we going to eat today? Are we going to breathe today? Are, are, are we going to drink water today? No, because it's part of life, isn't it? And that's the way the Lord wants church to be in our lives. Just, it's just naturally part of our life. Because here's the thing. There are some people that have things in their life that are a given. Taco Tuesday is a given for some people. There are some people on Friday nights, you are at a high school football game no matter what, right? There are some of those Alabama fans who I'm not sure are all mentally stable that are not going to miss a game. But there are things that we always have that are a given in our life. All of us have something. But has this become a given in your life that's truly part of our life? No matter what, no, this is what we do because we know what the Word of God says. I'm going to ask you to be thinking about this week. The church, whenever you look at the church, the word church in Greek, it's ekklesia. Y'all have probably heard that before, ekklesia. That first E-K means out. Klesia, the rest of the word, is translated called. So we're the called out ones as the church. The assembly of people of God who have been called out of the world into the service of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody say, I've been called out. Every one of us have been called out. And I'm going to go ahead and just tell you this. You can listen to a podcast. You can listen to the Renew 96.9 verse of the day. You can listen to a TV preacher, but it's not the same as being planted in the local church. It's not the same. Now, let me, let me just say this, and, and y'all know this. I don't bash ministries from the pulpit. I refuse to because... I fear for the day that I stand before God. But there are a lot of big churches that are getting to the point of, you can just tune in online and we'd love to be your church and you can send your tithing offering to us. I guess if there's not a church within 100 miles of you, that's an option, right? But the thing is, is you're not going to get the same relationships. You're not going to get the same that you get by going to a local church. Can somebody say amen to that? It's different. It's just completely different. We need to all be gathering together. And here's the thing. Whenever we're gathered together, we're unified, we honor God, and we corporately hear the word of God and we use our gifts. Amen. Whenever we gather, whenever we're planted, we're not just sitting, but we're serving. Somebody say serving. Serving, serving using the gifts that God's given us. And again, we're going to talk about that in a few weeks. As we're together, we're strengthened and we actually make a difference in the world Amen. as a result. We don't just keep church alive right here. We get outside these walls, amen? We get outside these walls. Whenever we're planted, we're not spiritual consumers. We're not just spiritual consumers. It doesn't exist for us. This church, every church in the world, should exist for the world. That was so good, I'm going to say it again. It doesn't exist for us, but we exist for the world. As his church. 
There's a difference between going to church and being called and planted. Being part of a mission, being part of a vision and a movement of a church body. Amen? You know, you'll see different kind of different types of people, and I've seen it over the years, and again, many of y'all have. I mean, you'll find a churchgoer. Let's just talk about churchgoers. And can I say this? There's a lot of churchgoers. Churchgoers, a lot of folks, they'll come to church, but they never really connect with other folks. They'll be here kind of in and out. They spectate during worship. They spectate during worship. You really won't see them at events. They will not get into a life group. And man, they're going to bolt off that door as soon as you say amen. You know, they, they sit at those easily escapable seats. <laughs> and down the road, what you'll find a lot of times, though, whenever these people are not planted, you're going to find that they're hurting. Uh, their marriage may be in rough shape. They may have family issues. They may be unhappy with life, their job. Uh, but here's the sad thing. They're walking through this all alone. Because they made the decision not to get planted. Because they made the decision not to build relationships. I share this in our open door class for new members. It's completely up to you as to how involved you're going to get. Please don't start to pooch your lip out if you're running out the door and you say, well, nobody speaks to me. And then you have a planted person. Someone who comes to church. They develop relationships. They realize that they have gifts and they decide to use those gifts to be a part of what God's doing here because they want to see the community and the world affected. And so they realize they play a part in it. And so they get involved. Amen. No longer is this just a destination, but it's an identity. I'm part of the family of God. I'm part of the family of God. So their roots, they grow deeper. And, And even though life isn't perfect, right? Anybody's life perfect in here? Even though life isn't perfect, they can withstand the storms that life throws at them because they got roots that are deep. They got relationships. They're connected with people. They're flourishing. Amen. Life may not be perfect, but man, they are happy. Their needs are being met. The relationships are being built. They understand that they're part of something bigger. There's a lot of families in this church. Whenever they connected, it's like they put on their boots and said, all right, we're ready to go to work. For instance, you know, one of them, they get here, they're serving with helps ministries, they're helping with the kids, they're, they're just doing whatever in media, whatever it is. They, they didn't decide just to sit, but to serve. Not just being consumers, but helping to give to where the church can do more. Amen? Amen. There's times, I'll tell you, pastors, I'm just going to be real honest with you, and I used this example uh, recently. Think about if you were a baseball coach. It takes nine men to to run a baseball team or to have a baseball team on the field. Is that right? I haven't played in a long time, but I think it's nine. Here's the thing. A lot of times churches are trying to cover the field with six or seven men. That dugout's full of them, but only six or seven want to get out on the field. Let me tell you something. We need to have all nine men on the field and women. Get involved, amen? So yeah, life might not be perfect, but whenever your roots are deep, you can withstand the storm. Third thing I want you to get today, when you're planted, your roots grow deep. Your roots grow deep. Jeremiah talks about this, about those who trust in the Lord. Uh, Jeremiah 17, 8. Jeremiah 17, 8, it says, they are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. 
Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Some of y'all have maybe seen the redwood trees, you know, these massive trees or heard about them. They can grow 30 stories tall and as wide as three stories wide. But here's the thing about those trees. Think about it, 30 stories tall, right? So that, that's 300 feet-ish. The way their roots are, the roots go deep, but they also go out. And then you have other redwood trees, and what they start to do is they start to interlock like this. So y'all have seen like a tree maybe whenever uh, we have a lot of um, you know, moisture and a lot of rain or whatever. You see a tree fall over, and it's like, well, there's the roots right there. <laughs> kind of independent, right? The redwood, they spread, they go deep, and they're interlocking. So here's the thing. You have a 300-foot tree that wind and a lot of moisture in Mississippi would knock down if it was a pine, right? But you have these trees, and they can bend, whatever it is. They can bend. They can go through a crazy storm, but they never go over because their roots are deep, and they're interlocked with others. This is what we need in the body of Christ. We need to be strengthened by each other. Because, you know, this week we're all going to face opposition, every one of us. Monday comes tomorrow. We're going to face setback. We're going to face opposition. And, and, you know, you're going to feel like, man, I'm vulnerable. And those who were planted, they know that they can pick up the phone and get others to pray with them. They can call and say, hey, we're going through this. And, and we're all strengthened together. Here's something I want you to get. The devil doesn't mind if you're in church today, but he does not want you planted in this place today. He's cool with you showing up today. As long as you just leave here the same way that you showed up. He's okay with you coming to church today. Whenever you're isolated, though, you're vulnerable. That's why you need relationships. Y'all have heard me use the example. The wolf always goes after the sheep that's hanging out out there. The wolf doesn't charge into the middle of the pack. He goes just for the one that's just dangling out there that isn't connected. Don't be vulnerable like that. Don't be isolated like that. Truth is, is I need you. I need y'all. Every one of you. Every one of you. And, and here's some more truth. Y'all need me. We need each other. We're stronger together whenever we're together. Amen? Our roots grow deep and we support each other. But back to Jeremiah 17, 8, though. It says they're like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by heat are worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Amen. Never stop. Remember the age thing? They never stop producing fruit. As believers, we need to never stop producing fruit. Here's the thing. Sometimes there are people that go through droughts. How many of you guys have dealt with a time in your life and you feel like you have run into a brick wall? And it's very easy during those times to withdraw from the Lord, to withdraw from the church, to withdraw from our tight relationships, to stop going to a life group, whatever it is. It's very easy sometimes to withdraw. But it says we just continue to grow. Think about Job. We know what all Job went through. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. No matter what I'm going through, I'll continue to stick with the Lord 
and to bless the Lord, and I know that I'm going to come out on top. David said he's never seen the righteous forsaken. You need to get that in your head today. We'll never be forsaken. Stick with him, amen? Number four, when you're planted, you produce fruit. When you're planted, you produce fruit. What fruit? Galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit, fruit that comes from God. Being connected to the spiritual vine produces spiritual fruit. I think we got them right up here. Love, we, we know these. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. We, we need to resemble these. This needs to be fruit that we're producing, right? Love, joy, peace. Do we have peace in our lives? Do we have patience in our lives? Kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. This is all fruit that we all need to be producing. And here's the thing. Whenever you're planted and you even go through those difficult seasons, just like we talked about, you still continue to produce this fruit. Even during difficult seasons, things don't change as far as what you're producing because God's faithful. We just stick with the word and we just keep moving forward. James says, consider it all joy when troubles come your way. Consider it joy. God's faithful. Come on, somebody. He's faithful, right? And the fruit of the Spirit isn't just for you, but it's for the benefit of others. You see, here's the thing. People need to see us loving them because there are a lot of people out there that feel like they're unlovable. Come on. And whenever you show them the love of God, you are just planting a seed in their life. And we've talked about this whole thing. Maybe you're the guy that plants the seed or the lady that plants the seed. Maybe you're the lady that waters the seed. Whatever it is, you plant it. You know, they, they need to see joy in your life. You know, people are always curious why you can be so happy going through a hard time. And that just opens the door for you to tell them about what the Lord's done in your life. They need to see peace in your life. Let me tell you something. There are a lot of scared people in the world right now. We should have more peace than anybody. But the world needs to see us having patience, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, right? And, and again, it's not just for us, but for the benefit of others. And here's the thing. This can be contagious whenever you start to share it with other people. It's very attractive. And it'll make a difference in your life. It'll make a difference in your home. And it'll make a difference in your community and the world. Amen? Here's the thing. Whenever we take that opportunity to share with somebody what God's done in our lives, all of a sudden you're like, my word, that felt really good. And you're thinking, I want to do this again. Come on now. The enemy doesn't want you to get excited about this and doesn't want you to take that first step. Don't let the enemy keep you from doing it. There's a lot of times where the enemy gets in my head and says, man, you're preaching on Sunday. You just take it easy during the week, <laughs> you know? But it's like, no, we need to make a decision to be intentional, to be intentional to sow into the lives of other people. Pray for them, bless them, buy them a meal, whatever it is, serve them. You'll see them light up and you're just going to get this thrill and want to do it all over again. But you'll be part of the body of Christ where we all work together knowing that God's using each one of us. Amen? Amen? Here's something I want you to realize. We aren't just saved from our sins, but we're saved for the glory of God in this world. Amen. We've talked about the Lord truly does need us to help show his son to the world. And he's waiting on us. 
So we need to get out there showing the world who Jesus is. And there's such a huge difference in just going to church and truly being planted in the house of the Lord. Again, I want to say this. God's highest calling for you is not just to go to church. Quit going to church. Quit going to church. It's time for every one of us in this room. I'm talking to you right now. It's time for every one of us in this room to be planted. It's time for every one of us to be planted. So here's a quick question. How do you go from just going to church to being planted? We're going to take some steps, all right? First of all, you need to be here at church. Don't be hit or miss like what we talked about. Get here. Let it start to be part of what you do. Be here. Don't sit. Don't get in the quick exit seats. Get in the middle of things, and then you're going to start to serve. Get to know people. We've got a new life group semester starting September 8th. Get connected with a life group. It's a smaller group, so you can start to build relationships one-on-one. Amen? Amen. Let me tell you something. Our group, we love having you know, uh, folks that we can get reach out to. And here's the thing. It's built relationships, those in our group, that we didn't have, whatever, January before we got together. We want to know how we can help you, what your gifting is, and how we can place you to where you can make a difference. That doesn't mean that you're going to be up here preaching on Sundays. That's probably a relief to most of you. But we want to know what your gifting is. We don't need to be fighting the devil alone. We don't need to be going through the storms alone. We need to be here and you need to be connected with other people. And I'm going to say this. Maybe this church isn't your cup of tea. And if that's the truth... We can help you find another church that's almost as good as this one. I'm just being sassy right now. I shouldn't have said that, should I? Seriously, if if we're not your cup of tea, that's okay. You need to be planted somewhere. You need to be planted somewhere. If it's across town, if it's right down the road, whatever, you need to be planted somewhere in the house of God, just like Psalms and Jeremiah talks about. Here's just a little bit of truth for you. We need to sow in the church, amen? Uh, People don't realize the benefits that the Word talks about whenever we sow. And and we can't expect our finances to really be blessed whenever we spend more on coffee each week than what we give to kingdom. Uh, We can't be conformed to the image of Christ if we're spending more time on social media than we are in the Word of God. And whenever I say that, we'll spend more time on social media in a day than we will in the word of God, in a week. Please don't shout me down. It's just truth. I'm backing off of it. The thing is, is people, they'll, spend, they'll do this all day long. Reading what other people are saying, but not what the Lord's saying. Whose report will you believe? We read the reports of what's going on in the world, what people have on this, but what does the word say? Get in the word, amen. Renew your mind with this, not with all that mess. But the truth is, is that this isn't a perfect church. We're human, but everybody needs to be planted in a church, amen. And we want to see you get involved. God wants you to flourish, and we want to help. The truth is, is I want to see everybody in this church, whenever people ask you, you know, how are you? Maybe, guys, you're not using the word flourishing. But, you know, I'm thriving. I'm flourishing. God's good. My needs are being met. We're part of the house of God. We're making a difference. Yes, some storms come, but my faith is strong. I'm, I'm part of something bigger than me. That, that's how we all need to be. 
Your answer shouldn't be, well, how are you? Well, I go to church. No, I'm thriving. I'm flourishing. I'm part of the house of God. Amen? I'm part of the house of God. I'm loved. I am the church. Just to think about the whole process of being planted and a seed growing and that sort of thing. It takes a long time for a tree to grow. We know that, right? You know the best time to plant a tree when that was? In about 20 years ago. You know the best time for you to have been planted? 10, 20 years ago. If that hasn't been you, you want to know the next best time to get planted? Or right now. This is the time. The Lord wants you to be used. The Lord wants you to flourish. The Lord wants you to be bearing fruit. No matter how old you are, no, no matter how long you've been a, a believer, maybe you just haven't ever really been planted. And here's the thing. You can stay disconnected and still completely go to heaven. You've still got your salvation. But don't you want to thrive? Don't you want to flourish? I want to thrive and I want to flourish. I don't want to be a defeated believer. That's just, that's just the truth. That's the way it is at the Amoson home, amen? Come on, y'all stand up with me today. We can make a difference outside of these doors whenever we're planted. We can definitely do it, but it's also going to change your life and it's going to change your home as well. Only those who are planted in the house of the Lord are those who can truly flourish, is what the word tells us, amen? amen. Father, we thank you today, Lord, for your word. And Father, I just speak that your Holy Spirit just starts to work on hearts right now and just shows those that need to take the next step, God, Lord, that they just have the boldness to truly take that step. And Lord, make a difference, Father, in the lives of others, but Lord, also see a difference, Lord, in their homes, Father, in their lives individually, God, to where they'll thrive, Father, to where they'll flourish. Lord, give us a desire to all work together to lift up the name of Jesus, to tell everyone about you, God about what you've done for us. Father, where we were, where we are, Father, and what you've done for us, that it's only because of you. Lord, this church isn't complete without everyone using the gifts, Father, that you've given them, Father. Lord, I speak purpose and destiny over everyone in this church today, God. Lord, that will not be a church that just exists, Father, individually, but Lord, we'll walk with purpose, knowing that we're here for a bigger reason, God. Thank you again for listening to Church Alive's Teaching of the Week. We invite you to visit us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. or find us on the radio at 11 a.m. on Renew 96.9.